This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi, welcome everyone. It is a pleasure to be here with you tonight on TN Tehillim. Don't forget to have your Tehillim open and of course your midnight snacks. Tonight we're going to be learning Karak Kuf. So, Parak 100. Eleven of the Prakim and Tehillim were actually composed by Moshe Rabbeinu, and this is the eleventh Parak that he composed. And David Amalek then took it and put it into Tehillim. The Megala Amukos says that this Parak, it speaks about, the Parak Kuf, which speaks about thanking Hashem, is specifically positioned to be the hundredth Parak to allude to the halacha that we know of that we're supposed to say a hundred brachos a day. So I always, whenever I heard about this halacha, I always thought it sounded like so overwhelming and oh, forget it, right? Like who's sitting there counting the brachos that they say every day? But the truth is, instead of getting discouraged and, and just writing off this whole idea, we can look at this as a recommendation more of just showing us like a lesson of how important it is to live with gratitude to Hashem on a constant basis. It just brings that point home. A hundred brachos a day, that's a lot. That means that gratitude to Hashem, a constant state of gratitude needs to be a way of life. It needs to be like a permanent mindset. Tonight, we will explore gratitude as well as another important factor that's written about in this text as they relate to the pursuit of happiness. And as we go through the Sukkim, I'm going to include some very practical methods of integrating these two ingredients, the ingredients of gratitude and the other ingredients that we're going to see in this parrot, into our lives to create happiness. And we're going to also explore the benefits of living with happiness as well. Okay. Parrot Kof Pasuk Aleph. A song for Thanksgiving, call out to Hashem all the earth. So Rashi says that this parak was said after someone brought a carbon choda in the Beit HaMikdash to thank Hashem for, sa- for, to, for saving them from some sort of danger. And we say this every day now. We don't have carbonos, but we say it in chakras every day. Why? Because we don't even, without even being cognizant of it, every single day, not a day goes by without us being in, 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 in potential danger. And Hashem is constantly saving us from dangers. Did it ever occur to you how miraculous it is that people drive around in cars all day long and, and they come home safely again and again and again? And take a look at your body. How many millions of different moving parts in our bodies have to be running perfectly in tandem with each other just so that we could take another breath? So every day we need to say Ms. Soda. Worship Hashem with gladness. Come into his presence with songs of joy. So the Chavit Chaim gives a nice mashal on the words, serve Hashem with joy. And he says, if a person would be invited into the king, into the palace, and the king would listen to everything this man says, and imagine the king calling over one of the servants and saying, um, you know, I want you to take out your book of, my book of the Chronos, my book of remembrances, and I want you to write down everything, all the smart things that this man is saying. 
Imagine what a high this man, this regular average man would be as he's walking out of the palace. And for sure, whatever worries he had coming in, whatever credit card bills or issues he was stressed over, for sure are all trumped now by the excitement of this amazing experience that he had. And even years later, it's going to take him a long time to get over it. And even after he gets over it, he'll be repeating it at every Shabbos table um, because it, this is just an unbelievable occurrence. And Kabbalah every time we do a mitzvah, we have to know that the Melech Malchei Hamlachim is coming close to us, and he's keeping a record of all the mitzvahs that we do. My grandmother used to say, He writes everything down in a book. And this is what we know to be true. Every, all of our good deeds are, are recorded. So doing a mitzvah should really put us on an absolute high that we could never, every, we do so many mitzvahs every day. We should be walking around on a high. But since Hashem is not a physical king that we could see, and we all, especially, we all have our difficulties in life that distract us from happiness, so how can we maintain this feeling of happiness? How could we fulfill the directive of Ivduat Hashem B'Simcha? So the next two psukim here in this parak will give us the two best ingredients that we need to be able to live a happy life. Here we go. Pasuk Gimel. De'u ki Hashem hua elokim hua sanu v'lo anachnu amo v'son mariso. Acknowledge that Hashem is God. He made us, and we are his, his people, the flock he tends. So this is number one. Number one here is the concept, the concept of emuna, the knowledge, ki Hashem the knowledge that Hashem is our maker, and he created us, and we belong to him, and that he's in support of us in every way, and that he arranges everything for our highest good, like a loyal, faithful shepherd who's taking the best care of his sheep. Now, there's a difference here because sheep don't understand why their shepherd isn't giving them exactly what they want. They might want to graze in one field and the shepherd is leading them to another field and they might be very angry because they don't understand what's going on here. But as humans, with a high level of intellect and understanding, although we might not understand why we're not getting what we think we need or what we want, it is incumbent upon us, it is expected of us to acknowledge, to be able to have the skill to acknowledge that Hashem is obviously doing whatever he's doing for our best interest because we are his sheep and he is our shepherd. And that's the difference between us. Yes, we're like the sheep in, in the sense that we're being guided and led and taken care of in the best way. But the difference here is that as human beings, we need to be able to understand that what, what we're seeing as negative, in reality, we're being taken care of by our most loyal, faithful shepherd. And this knowledge that even our hardest Yisurim, our hardest troubles, are really good and really beneficial for us, and they serve us, and they're here for our greatest good, this knowledge enables us to live with great joy, no matter what's going on in our life. Now, living with joy, I want to discuss happiness, joy for a minute. Living with joy on a regular basis has a very important benefit that a lot of people don't understand. And we have to highlight it here. It's not just that we benefit from the pleasant feeling that emotion, that this emotion brings us. It is nice. It is good. 
that in itself, the, the, the joy in itself is a reward. Yes. But more importantly, we say, Hashem Silcha. Hashem is your shadow. What does this mean? Hashem Silcha al-Yadiminacha. What does it mean, Hashem is your shadow? It means that however you're feeling inside dictates the experiences that Hashem sends you on the outside. We, make, we choose what experiences we have in our life by the way we feel. When a person is joyful, Hashem gave us that koach, that when a person is joyful and he's a boteach and he's trusting in Hashem and he has a muna and he's, grat- and he's grateful and he's happy, we become, in that situation we become a match for good things to come into our life. Our outer reality always matches our inner world. And it's not the other way around. A lot of people think, well, if I get something good, I'll be happy. And the truth is they have it wrong. It's the other way around. When we're happy, we are zoche to getting good things. We are a match for good things. And this is why some people seem to have it perfect in life and other people are tripping over their feet left and right. We need to drop the habit of looking at things in a negative way if we want to access blessing in our life. We have to practice being a match for blessings by being in an upbeat, positive, happy mood. In other words, it's called being on a high vibration. So how do we get to this place of being on a high vibration and an upbeat mood? First, we need to understand how emotions work. Emotions are muscles. That muscles that require strengthening. So if you want to access happiness in your life, you have to practice it. You have to exercise it. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> we need to learn real tools to use to help us strengthen this muscle. And once we become better at it and our muscle gets stronger, our happiness muscle, then it becomes easier and easier to access. And our life will improve more and more. So the tool that I want to give you tonight is as follows. First of all, I just want to say that the, this, what this tool is going to do for you is that it's going to help you generate a better feeling state when you're feeling unhappy. And when do you feel unhappy? Normally we feel unhappy when things are not going our way. So this tool is going to enable you to see what's not going your way from a more balanced perspective, thus helping you bring your emotions to a more balanced place. And at first, it might be a little challenging to consider actually putting this tool into action, but I want you to know that as you do it, you're going to want to do it more and more. Okay, so the first step in this tool, there's going to be three steps here. Step number one, obviously, is to identify what exactly is detracting you from happiness. What is taking you away from happiness right now? Okay, once you know what that is, most of us don't have a hard time figuring that one out. We go to number two. Number two is to, and, and I'm going to tell you to make sure you have a special notebook or a place or, or like I usually say, the easiest thing is to have a notes app in your phone or whatever it is you want. But when you write things down, it's much better because the more senses you use in your learning, the more it actually sinks in. So you're going to write down as many benefits or advantages that you could think of to the difficult situation that you're in to the thing that you don't like that's happening to you, and just all the positive things that can, that can come out of it. Now, before you, before you roll your eyes at me, 
um, and say, what a nerve, this lady doesn't even know what I'm going through. Just want to say that I used this myself through some very difficult periods in my life, and I was, it was very, very, very helpful, which is why I'm so passionate about sharing it with you. So I don't want you to think that I'm making this up or pushing you to do something silly or whatever. Okay, so what do I mean by think of the, the advantages to this difficult situation? Such an odd thing to say. What do I mean? So let's give an example. Let's say a person is having difficulty with shalom bias, okay? So they would take out a pen and paper, and they would really think and consider all the areas of their life, their emotional life, their mental, their physical, their social, their spiritual, their familial, financial, every area of their life, really consider what good is, how is this issue in my shalom bias serving me? How is it a service to me? What is it helping me do better? What advantages does it give me? So you're going to consider perhaps what meadows you are refining. You're going to consider what help maybe you met a new therapist who's helping you. Perhaps the therapist is helping you with your children or with other issues that you had that you that were just remained undealt with for a very long time. Perhaps you met a new rabbi. You connected with a new mentor or a new friend that you now have a very meaningful relationship with. What, consider what interpersonal skills you're sharpening. Are you becoming more patient? Are you becoming kinder? Perhaps your davening is more heartfelt. Maybe you're becoming a more understanding and non-judgmental person. Did you sign up for the gym? So now you're going to be healthier physically also. Did you create a new hobby? Did you develop more gratitude for the other areas of your life that are easier that now you have extra gratitude for? And on and on and on. Write as many as you can. And the third step is that now you're going to create a new statement to help you reframe, to help you, to help you encompass all of these positive things into one statement. And that's going to be your new belief about this area of your life. So, for example, based on all the things that I just said, a person who has all the things that I just said, all these benefits, might now say a statement like this. Working on improving my shalom bias is an opportunity for me to develop my knowledge, skills, and abilities, thereby positively impacting so many areas of my life. Complete reframe. What I like to do is, since this was a very nice long statement, sometimes it's long, so I like to, I tell people to choose one word. Pick one word that will help you access this entire statement. That when you hear that word in your mind, you think about this whole thing that I just said and all the positives that come along with this issue in your life all come to mind when you hear this one word. So, for example, here we said working on improving my shalom bias is an opportunity. So maybe you would take the word opportunity. I had someone recently who picked that as their word, and it was, she said it was so helpful for her. And we established how are you going to say this word in your mind? How is it going to sound when you're going through something difficult and you're in that that this difficult time and you want to access help, you need a boost, and you don't know how to get it? Now she has that word opportunity in her mind, and she, she said she's going to say it in an upbeat, happy tone of voice. She's going to say opportunity. So now she has that to hold on to. It's like an anchor word for her to access when she needs a boost in her mood. 
So I want you to, if you're, if you're thinking this might be a hard exercise to do, just in case you're thinking that, I want you to consider how different your experiences would be when you come from this angle. How much easier it would be to navigate whatever challenge you're dealing with with this higher perspective. And the best part is that once you learn how to do this, it starts, and you do it a few times, it starts to become automatic. And you now are creating a new habit of focusing on the positive. And it will just be, it will, your mind, it will be your default state. Your mind will just naturally always see the silver lining in anything, just all by itself, just after you do this just a few times. Pasta salad. Ba'u she'arav besoda chatirosa v'sihila hodulo barachushimo. Enter his gates with gratitude, his courts with praise. Praise him, bless his name. Okay, here we're on to the second idea of gratitude. So we said emuna, being strong in our emuna and understanding that everything is coming from our faithful shepherd is the first way to always be happy, to hold on to that emuna. And we gave a, an idea of trying to find that good because we're not sheep. We're people, and we do have the ability to look beyond the surface and to really delve and try to figure out, what could Hashem really be giving me in this? How could this be serving me? And here, number two is gratitude. Rav Hirsch says that we have to, there's two ways of talking about gratitude in this pasuk. It's toda and tequila. He says that toda is my personal recognition and appreciation of Hashem in my own personal life. And tequila denotes our praise of Hashem in general, as the God over the entire universe. And the message here is that a person has to first develop the toda. They first have to develop that authentic relationship between them and Hashem, where they see the hand of Hashem in their life and they're thanking Him for everything. And then they could have the tequila, then they could be part of the cloud, and they could really, you know, that comes secondary. So, for instance, like it's not enough for a person to say, that, okay, Hashem runs the world in general, but, you know, I, I'm really, little me, I don't really, need, I don't really matter. I don't really make a difference. I can really do what I want. This is really blasphemy. You can't take yourself out of the equation. It's not enough to see Hashem as running the world in general. We need to see ourselves as an entire world before Hashem. We need to see that Bishvili Nevraha Olam. And we have to cultivate our own relationship through asking him for things and through thanking him. And this is the gratitude that we're talking about here that really creates that relationship on an individual level of toda with Hashem. And gratitude is really the ultimate key to a happy life. Why? Because when we think, we're focusing on the positive. And our whole mood is dictated by what? By our focus. Focus dictates mood. So to focus intensely on good is going to lift our mood. Now, people who have a bad habit of looking at the negative are inevitably going to be prone to depression. So we have to really kick this habit. And the thing is that people are always telling us to shift our focus, but how do we do it? Okay, so here I'm going to be like Dr. Seuss again. Here's, a new, here's another new game to play. And the game is called... <laughs> What, why, we are questions. Okay, you're going to ask yourself the what, why, we are questions every day. Every day, wake up in the morning, ask yourself three questions. Number one, what? What is something I can thank Hashem for today? Number two, why? Why am I thankful for this thing? 
and think of as many things as you possibly can. And three, where, where in my day will I benefit from this the most? So what, why, where? And by doing this, you're not just noticing that one thing to be grateful for. You're really getting into the subya. You're thickening the feeling, and you're creating a powerful force in your mind to really be able to shift your mood. So just to give you an example, um, let's say I woke up in the morning and I asked myself, okay, what am I grateful for today? The first thing that pops, I have a busy day. I don't have a lot of time to think about it. The first thing that pops into my mind is my bed. I'm, I'm lying in bed. I'm grateful for my bed. Okay, so that's what. Then why? Why am I thankful for my bed? So I could talk about how the covers are keeping me feeling warm and secure. I could talk about my mattress, that it's so comfy and soft, but it's not too soft and it's not too hard. I could talk about my pillows that are the right firmness to support my neck just so. I could talk about the fact that I could have a good night's sleep because of my bed, and it rejuvenates me every morning for the new day. And I can go on and on. And then where in my day will I benefit from this the most? So I could, think, I could say maybe that in the evening when I'm ready to move my office out of my study and into my bed, and it's just a calm place where I could spend one-on-one time with my children, and my bed is big enough to accommodate them there, Baruch Hashem. And, you know, I, again, like I said before, I would recommend writing this down. Just jotting it down. If you have like a to-do list that this is what you're doing today, underneath you write, you write spiritual gym, just like you go to the physical gym. Every morning you go to your spiritual gym. It's just as important as not more. And you, you can do any of the exercises that I teach you in your spiritual gym. This is a really nice one if you're feeling low and you want to elevate your mood. And it's a beautiful way to start your day. For Hashem is good, His steadfast kindness is eternal. So the Olam is from the word Me'elam, hidden. When we don't realize that Hashem is doing Tov, that He's doing Chesed, we have to realize that it's there, it's just hidden. It's Le'olam, it's Me'elam. His faithfulness is for all generations. So just like, think about for a minute a mashal of an employee who works for a generous boss. And let's say he's, he's been working for his boss for 20 years, and the boss is starting to get old. And he get, he's starting to get worried, and he's thinking to himself, when my boss passes away, I'm going to be under the jurisdiction of his son, who I don't particularly like. And, and his son is stingy, and, and he doesn't like me so much, and he might fire me. For sure, I'm going to get a, a downgrade in my pay. So, you know, he really he has a legitimate reason to worry. A human being who relies on somebody else for kindness or for anything has to worry. What if this person dies? What if this person moves away? What if this person, for whatever reason, is no longer able to provide me the services that they once were able to, to provide me? But here's the difference. Adar vadar emunaso. Hashem's faithfulness is for all generations. He's not passing us down to, his, any, to any stingy son. He's not giving us over to anyone else, into anyone else's hands. His kindness is unique and that it lasts forever. So to conclude, this parak teaches us, we learned here very clearly the secret to serving Hashem with Simcha and to living with Simcha. And the secrets are emunah and gratitude.
Hashdu ki Hashem hu Elokim with Emuna. And then the gratitude was Ba'u Sharav Bistoda, Katirosa Bistihila, Hodu Lo, Barfu Shemo. And we learned about the, the importance of gratitude being a, a permanent mindset in our life, something that we have to live with, like those hundred bachos a day. So just to review the tools that I taught you, my Dr. Seuss tools, the first one we said was finding benefits, finding advantages in as many as we can to something that seems not good, that's something that's making us unhappy. And we spoke about making a new statement that makes you feel better and a positive statement about that challenge. And even shortening that statement, summing it all up into one word that we can access whenever we need that boost. I love having that one word that really takes you to a different place. So powerful. And also, we spoke about the what, why, where questions to help us start our day with gratitude. Both of these exercises serve to strengthen our joy muscle, which gives us access to the executive lounge, to the first-class cabin of life, where more and more blessings and abundance will be raining down onto all of us. Thank you all so much for listening, and have a great night.